I'm Brittany Wilson. I'm Nia Wasink, and you're listening to The The Nonprofit Nonprofit Reframe. Because we know that nonprofits and their staff are undervalued, under-resourced, and unrelenting. Welcome back to The Nonprofit Reframe. (laughs) I don't even know what to say! (laughs) (laughs) Happy Monday, everyone! It's a little delays, delayed April Fool's prank for you. I was going to say, April Fool's. <laughs> she, she see my eyes? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. So good morning, folks. It is April 5th that we're recording this. We will release this next week, the 12th. And this is our 69th episode. <gasps> 69. I will keep all comments to myself. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) That's so exciting. Who would have guessed? Who would have? Not me. That we would have lasted this long. (laughs) (laughs) That we still have stuff to say. I might have guessed that. But I would not have guessed that people would still want to listen. And... Other fun fact, we are now averaging a thousand downloads a month. So we got a lot of people out there listening. What? We just need to um, multiply that by 10, and then that's when the real money starts coming in. So, listeners, send this episode to 10 friends, and you oh too gosh. can be an investor in the nonprofit reframe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those chain letters. You know, where it's like, send this to 10 friends and then put your name on the bottom and the other one on the top. Oh, I just thought we were going to create our own pyramid scheme. Oh, that too. (laughs) Whatever gets us there. So how did you get to enjoy this gorgeous weekend? All of you outside of Colorado, we were in the 80s the first weekend of April. It was wild. Holy cow, it was amazing. I mean, talk about spring and renewal. I just feel like... Uh, we felt it a hundredfold this year because everybody's so flipping tired of being inside. And um, yeah, I was very fortunate on Saturday, which was the most gorgeous day ever, going to a local farm and watching a dance performance. Oh, how happened. fun. Yeah, and there was other people there, but since it was on a farm, it was really spread out. Everybody brought their chairs and their blankets and... Um, so, like, were the cows and the goats dancing? I say it's a farm, but I didn't see a single animal. No. So, what the hell maybe it's doing? just somebody somebody's property. Ugh. I don't know. Land. So but much less it, interesting. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was gorgeous. Um, the backdrop was the flat irons mm. or the front range. And so, saw the mountains and... Um, it was the first time I've done something with other people and watching a performance in a really long time. How fun. I know. It felt like a sense of normal. Ooh. I know. Are, are, we, are we ready to use that word yet? Nope. Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Because we were also... All wearing masks, obviously, until we got seated. And then I had a sneeze attack uh, because of allergies. And um, my nose is running. And I'm thinking, wow, like you're just not supposed to have that happen Mm -hmm. nowadays. People look at you funny. So, yeah. 
Speaking of normal. Not quite normal. I forgot how miserable it is to wear a mask in the heat. It sucks. And I know we dealt with it all last summer. It's just like it has somehow like lost my, been lost in my memory. And I was out running errands Saturday in and out of stores. Oh my God. By the, by the time I was done, I was like, I'm never leaving the house again until this is done. <laughs> Have you exercised in a mask? I've tried. I, I, it's, it's painful. It's awful. Yeah. It's painful. I um, am the assistant softball coach for my daughter's softball team this year. I'm so excited. This is like a dream come true. And um, the first practice last week, I had, you you have to wear a mask Mm -hmm. the entire time. And all I'm doing is like drills with eight and six year olds. But I am just sucking air, like huffing and puffing feeling like I'm suffocating, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole time. And yeah, it's not fun at Mm -hmm. all. No. The one, I guess, silver lining I was thinking of is it might help reduce the allergy intake. Mm. Uh, I say that right now, even though my voice is almost an octave lower because I'm so stuffy. (laughs) So apparently didn't do the entire trick. Yeah, but it's a great radio podcast voice. Oh, I thank you. (laughs) You could start a side hustle. <laughs> Is there an OnlyFans but for podcast voices? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? You know, not really. Um, my husband finally gets home today from his first fire assignment oh. of the year, um, which is always this funny thing. It First off, I want to say this is the earliest – I can remember him going out for a full assignment. So he's been gone two and a half weeks down in New Mexico. Um, left the day before his birthday in March. So that sucked. Um, and I, it's almost like I just wasn't prepared for it, like mentally, emotionally. Um, and so the first weekend I did a great job. I had all these projects and things to keep me busy. And then this weekend I was just like, meh. <laughs> yeah. So I watched a little more TV. I sat outside quite a bit. I mean, it was just so lovely out and, Kind of putzed around, checked on the fish. They're all doing well in the pond. They survived the winter, which is great. Woohoo! Uh, I came to visit you. You came to visit me too, which was nice. Yeah, so uh, listeners, it's like five o'clock Friday, maybe. Um, last week was just hellacious. I mean, just nonstop. I was so exhausted. I'm sitting on the patio, and Brittany texts me, What are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm on the patio eating ice cream. She's like, Can I come over? Can I have some? Can I have some? <laughs> so she shows up. Not only does she get herself ice cream, but also cookies and sparkling water. It's like she showed up at grandma's house. I was just <laughs> going to say that it's like going to grandma's house when I go to Nia's. <laughs> and I love you were like, you know, you're an adult. Like, you can buy these things and have them at your house. I'm like, no, I can't. I have two young children that have a sweet tooth as bad as mine. (laughs) And so do we have sweets? Yes, but we got to limit it. I can't have, you know, all the different ice cream flavors (laughs) and all the great cookies. That's true. I I stock up when my husband's gone because he will also eat my ice cream. Um, And I, I love ice cream, but I don't eat like significant amounts. But I love to switch it up. Like, I am I want three different flavors in a week. And so I yeah. totally stocked up, the, like, the day after he left <laughs> and had all my flavors for the two and a half weeks. Yeah, you got to find the little joys when you're going to spend that much time alone. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, it was amazing. It was so amazing. <laughs> And your back patio and uh, your backyard are always so nice. Yeah, yeah. I I already asked him if we can get the shade set up this next week. I know we'll probably still get one more snow, but with the weather the way it is, to be able to sit back there, enjoy the breeze, it's totally worth it. Yes, yes. I know, and my dog, I finally took my dog for a couple walks. Oh, fun. Yeah, so he's in seventh heaven. And because it's so hot... He is like the perfect dog. He's not because he's so he's so hot and so tired <laughs> that he's not like dragging me down the street. He's just like <gasps> I'm like perfect. This is great. Like just a nice walk. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> well, so this week, yes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we are going to flip it. Mm-hmm. And where last week we talked about four different um, board member personalities Mm -hmm. that can be harmful, even toxic Mm -hmm. for an organization. Now we're going to talk about four board member personalities that are super helpful. Before we jump in, I just want to say I love our listeners because as of 8 a.m. this morning, I had already received text messages or messages on our social media in an email. Brad, who never shows up, really resonated with (laughs) everybody knows brad now that i say that i actually want to pull one of them up because it had me rolling this morning um this is from one of our long-term listeners she says you guys forgot the brad variation where he doesn't show doesn't stay engaged but every six months gets a fire lit under his ass and starts asking why you aren't doing X, Y, or Z and haven't thought about ABC, which is literally what you've been doing the past six months. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I know I can relate to that, Brad. I I was thinking about that this week because um, there's a Brad on one of my client's boards, and I've just discovered he has now joined the board of another client. Oh, no. And, like, what do I do as the person who knows he's a Brad – to like right. warn them. Right. I wish they would why call is... me for board references. <laughs> I know. Why is Brad? Yeah, we've worked in this industry long enough in this area that we know a lot of these board members. Why does Brad want to commit himself to yet another board that he's not going to participate on? Because Brad likes to be on the letterhead or something. I don't know. Ugh, yeah. So yes, anyway, today we are talking about the other side, the ones we love, the people who we actually want on every single board and are swatting away board opportunities because of it. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're hearing today's episode and you're resonating with it, you're like, yeah, that's exactly what I would do if I was on a board. You need to go out and join a board because we need you. We really, really need you. You can take that spot so that Brad doesn't even have a chance to join. (laughs) close it on up we're full sorry so after last week's episode Brittany and I spent a few minutes just quickly doing some brainstorming I have since fleshed them out so this is still a bit of a surprise for Brittany which I think is always oh I love it well and the names are the best so I can't wait to hear the names I don't know that the names are the best today because I was having a really hard time coming up with names that aren't family members and I'm now realizing as I'm looking at them actually one of them is (laughs) don't know why uh these names are purely coincidental they do not reflect any real live person 
Very true. It just helps okay. give us a, a name for the persona. Um, the first one, Robert, named after my grandfather, apparently. Oh. Grandpa Bob. Um, Robert is the steady and true. I, I think my grandpa would actually appreciate that characterization. Um, Robert always shows up ready, prepared. He helps set up for board meetings. He stays late at the gals to help tear down. He is up for whatever. Robert shows up with my binder. <laughs> yes. That, t- that took me forever to make that I handed out to all board members and never saw again, except for Robert when he pulls it out of his bag at every board meeting and melts my heart a little bit each time. <laughs> exactly. Robert also probably shows up like the day before the gala with treats for the staff because he knows how hard it is for them. Robert is the one who is just really, he sees his role as a helper to the organization in any way, shape, or form. Yes. Consistent. Reliable. Mm-hmm. I love a good Robert. Robert. someone that, oh, I love Robert. I love when you can... You, when you do need something last minute and you know you can call Robert. Mm-hmm. Hey, we need ice. Can you pick up a bag of ice on your way in? <laughs> like that kind of thing. And they're not like, why are they asking? Robert never thinks that he's too important mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. Exactly. Genuinely up for whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that every board could have a Robert or even multiple Roberts. Yeah. I, I can just think of how amazing it was. Actually, I had a Robert on a board once. We were prepping for our luncheon. Um, and this was so sweet. He called on his way to be like, hey, I'm, I'm heading to the venue. Anything you need. Yes. Which I thought was so sweet. And I was like, actually, could you stop and grab some snacks for the staff? They were supposed to have a snack bar set up for us. They haven't. We are starving. Most of our team isn't going to eat lunch. Could you just grab some things? And he shows up with like a box of donuts and bagels. And oh, my gosh. It was, it totally saved the day. Yes. Robert also doesn't pretend to know it all. Right. I mean, I think more than anything, Robert is kind of in that servant mode. Like, what do you need from me? I am here to serve Mm -hmm. you, to serve the organization. What does that need to look like? Yeah. And he's probably way more helpful than he even knows. Oh, for sure. He probably, he always thinks that he should be doing more. Do I also think that Robert is an upper Midwesterner? Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely coming from two midwesterners right here we know him when we see him and i'm i'm now thinking through every robert like the guy who called on his way in he's from minnesota of course the other one i'm thinking of is from wisconsin i there's something there (laughs) right well because as we talked about on this podcast we also um we can't say no to anything or Or if something's wrong, we can't call out anything that's wrong. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, so there, there's a there's a less effective side of Robert as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I will think of more stories as we continue going on, and I'm sure um, I have one about a Robert. <laughs> okay, so our next one is Maria. Maria is the ally, but on multiple different levels. She's the staff ally. So she's the one who's going to check in before or after a board meeting. Anything I should know, anything you want to make sure that I convey to the board, check in afterwards, how was that for you? She is also your equity ally. 
She's the one raising the questions around diversity on the board, pushing that through. Um, or for the clients, like, do we have client voice in these decisions that we're making? She is genuinely there to ensure that the people most important to the organization and to your cause are taken care of. I love Maria because every time she gives a suggestion, it's followed up with, well, do you, meaning staff, think that would be helpful because the last thing I want to do is create more work for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Such such a great point. And I think we can probably have Maria's that don't do all of these things. Like there are the ones that are purely the staff ally or right. purely the equity ally. Um, but ideally, a Maria's got all of them. And, and she's always thinking about the impacts of her actions and the statements she's making and how she's showing up in these spaces. Yeah. Maria truly is connected to the mission. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, feels a sense of responsibility for being a representative of it mm-hmm. and wants to make sure that the organization is living up to its values. Mm-hmm. But but is doing it like in a, a really genuine way, not in a like shame on you way, but on a, hey, are, are we sure that we want to be doing X, Y, and Z because, you know, our our mission statement says this or our values say this. And that's why I really appreciate Maria, because sometimes in those spaces with board members that can get lost. Yeah. And to have it from a peer is so much more effective than it coming from staff. Absolutely. Yep. Well, I also feel like Maria, um, because she holds these these spaces so so close to herself, she also has kind of a, a little cachet with the board, right? Like they they know that she is thinking these ways, and so they'll even stop and say, "Maria, what are you thinking about this? How is this hitting Ooh. on you?" Because she's the one who's been probably thinking a bit more in depth than the rest of the board. Well, I mean that's. Ho- you hope that that's the dynamic, but I've seen it where the Maria is kind of seen as the dissenter. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I think especially in the DEI space. Right. From the perspective of other board members. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, this is how we've always done it, Maria. Like, what are you talking about? Why would we do it any different? And Maria's the one that's kind of exposing some of the the inequities with processes that have happened mm-hmm. and looking to change. Yeah. And depending on your board and how um, long it's been around, sometimes, you know, they just don't want to change. Mm-hmm. Actually, that- well, according to our bylaws, and it's like, well, bylaws can be changed yeah. too. That, that brings up a really interesting um, memory for me. So I was working with a client and uh, they had a Maria, but she was a little bit quieter. And so... Uh, she did a good job of checking in with me as the consultant to say, like, here are my areas of concern. Here's the things I want covered. Um, and so in a way, I could kind of be her advocate in those meetings. Oh. And I remember we were in this training with her board, and um, I made the comment, um, and this was also part of what Maria had relayed to me. And I said, um, you know, the, the board's top priority shouldn't be about completing tasks. And the minute I said that, somebody's hand shot up and was like, well, then what are we here for? I was like, okay, so when you're working to diversify a board and especially to bring board members on who haven't sat on boards, 
you have to give time for process and dialogue and conversation and relationship development. It, when you start prioritizing tasks over those other things, you will leave people out. The loudest voices in the room will move forward and you will hoard p- power with those people. Yep. It, it ended up being a great conversation. Um, and Did I, they hear it? I think they heard it this time. Um, and it was really great to see then Maria of this board kind of step up a little bit more going forward um, because – I think some of that groundwork had been laid for her at that point then. Yeah. Yeah. Maria is, and I, I'm sure this is going to come out in some of your other personas, but uh, she's a great connector too. And sometimes at a, um, like an agency level. Well, that's going to be Frankie. Oh, tell me about Frankie. Frankie's the ambassador. Ah. Frankie could be from a partner organization or community group or just have a position in the community where they can connect. They have the finger on the pulse and can really add value because of that. Yeah. I I mean, that's what I love is that uh, Frankie can see the intersectionality Mm -hmm. and can make those connections based on that. Um, Which, you know, having worked in the nonprofit world for so long, I mean, we just... We need that. We need to do more of that, but not when it's mandated by a grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when it, you know, when it just makes sense for our organizations to work together. And um, I love when Frankie's can be that conduit. Yeah, I, I've seen it a few times, too, where Frankie maybe actually has representation within a governmental entity, mm-hmm. which can be amazing when leveraged. Um Frankie can be the one to say, hey, here's what's coming up on city council next week that you should really be involved with. Hey, let's make sure you get into this um, study session that's coming up. But it can also be a double-edged sword because most people are going to prioritize their work over their board. And so when there's a conflict between what the governmental entity wants and what the nonprofit wants, Frankie will defer typically to the government. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen situations, too, where Frankie's just had to ask to be recused from certain discussions because of that. Um, sure. So a, a really good Frankie is one who recognizes that, leverages their position and power for the organization, and is adept enough to know when they need to step away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what Frankie's great at, too, is seeing opportunity because – they have a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the community. And so they recognize when there's an opportunity, and I love this, for the for someone from the organization to be um, like on a panel, mm-hmm. to be an expert on a panel, or to be part of a community discussion, and to really have representation of the organization in a community discussion that is about the bigger picture of the mission. Yep. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I, I think Frankie is also often looked on um, with like a, a similar level of reverence almost because mm. they're working in the same spaces. Um, so again, they can kind of utilize their peer power within the board in a different way um, because they, they really know. They, they know exactly what's going on because it's impacting them and their organization or they're seeing it through this other lens that they have. Um, and so they've got a real opportunity to also shift 
the board <clears throat> shift the board in the directions that it needs to go in or into the decision making spaces it needs to be in yeah great love frankie i know i wish we had more frankies i know frankies are busy though i know i mean everybody's busy but frankie's definitely busy yeah you know the i think the other kind of frankie is the ambassador who is just um connected period and so they're always making those i know we talked about this last week in the the chad context the chad with the ego who thinks they're super connected and wants to leverage that, but then often doesn't or does it in right. a way that inflates their own ego. Like name drops, but then never does anything with it. Right. Frankie yeah. will do that, but we'll do it subtly and like make it actually happen. Oh, yeah, you, you want to get in with the county commissioners? I Here, let me usher you through that process. Let me make the introduction. Let You want to talk to this company? Sure, my friend works there. Let's, let's get a coffee date on the books. And they make it happen. Here's a pitfall with Frankie, though, is that they're leveraging their reputation, Mm -hmm. right, and their connections. And sometimes they can be so efficient and so quick for making that connection. And the organization is not – does not respond fast enough. Yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, how many – times have you been in a board meeting where a conversation just spirals to like who do you know who can help address this issue and people are like oh I can help with this I, I know so and so and then they just go and staff are still back at like wait why are we even connecting with them right and like <laughs> that's not on my priority that list this week yeah you know I don't have time to be doing this and that's great that we talked about it and this is you know maybe a couple months down the road but now the connection has been made and um it's tough I feel for both sides because you know obviously everybody has the best of intentions but Frankie's like what the heck man I put you in touch with this high profile person that doesn't have a lot of time and they've offered their time and they don't do that to a lot of people and you didn't take them up on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the staff is saying, well, I'm sorry, but I didn't really know what I was going to talk to them about <laughs> because <laughs> what we talked about is a program that doesn't exist yet that we're considering <laughs> maybe doing next year. <laughs> oh, it's too real. <laughs> I, know, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just thinking about, oh, my God. It's so funny how our conversations just spark these memories that I totally forgot I had. I know. I know. I love it. Um, I, I'm remembering now this lunch, and I'm sitting down with a, um, a prominent business person in the community. And we start off, you know, the getting to know you. What, what, how'd you get into your job? What kind of work does your company do? And then, of course, they ask, like, what can I do for you? And I was like, fuck if yes. I know. <laughs> I, I think I had assumed that the board member who had made the connection had actually like told this person. Right. Like set it up. Yeah. And I was just the one in the dark, but apparently both of us were. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many conversations have you been in like I thinking of so many right now I have a friend who did that who was just so stinking sweet I mean she's got um 
a lifelong childhood friend who works in the industry and she just thought it would be great for us to meet, you know, and I'm all about that. Like, let's network. And it was, you know, a Zoom chat. And it was kind of the same thing. Like, you tell me what you do. I'll tell you what I do. And and then she's like, well, how can I help you? I'm like, I got nothing. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but maybe we don't know right now. Maybe down the line you will be helpful or I could be helpful to you. But yeah, that's always an awkward moment of like, oh, no, there wasn't. I didn't really have a ulterior motive <laughs> planned for this meeting. <laughs> Um, this has absolutely nothing to do with great board members, but I'm going to forget it again. This is one of those memories that popped into my head this weekend because one of my friends said he was watching kids play croquet in the park. And like, when was the last time you saw anybody playing croquet? And I was like, oh, I know. It's when I hosted as development director a tea time for kids that was Alice in Wonderland themed. Oh, my God. It was like a baby gala. <laughs> it really was, like, in all the ways. It was set up to, like, prime these kids on how to do galas. That's hysterical. And, of course, we had croquet. <laughs> That's so funny. Did it work? Like, I don't know what you were trying to get out of it, but did it work? I, I don't remember. I mean, I know we had, like, a ticket price and sponsorship. I don't remember what the program was about at all. All I can remember is like the the tables it, and they were gorgeous and, you know, centerpieces. Were parents there or is it just for kids? Parents were there because most of the folks in our program were like 10 to 15 years old. So still needing some sort of parental supervision. Um, and so maybe there was some sort of ask to the parents. But I, Wait, I did you ask the kids for their allowance or what? <laughs> Well, and this was in the context of an organization that dealt with child sex abuse. So I don't I don't know how we would have done a program that would have been super age appropriate for them that oh, had man. to do with our mission. And so maybe we just talked about Alice in Wonderland. I really don't know. This is getting more and more interesting. When events go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's our last one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what we're talking about today. Uh, Lena. <laughs> Lena is the smart, careful questioner. She understands the role of the board, asks the right questions at the right time. She is the kind of person we'd actually like to lead the board. Mm, mm-hmm. So Lena is paying attention to stuff like the financials. Yes. And she knows not to ask about the $5 budget variance on office supplies, but instead on how the budget actually supports the strategic goals of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lena's are a diamond in the rough. They really are. And I feel like they can be undervalued. Totally. We end up asking folks like Robert to be board chairs because they're just always there. They always mm-hmm. show up. We know that they're going to be prepared when Lena is maybe actually the better board member, Robert might be the better volunteer, but Lena is the one who can actually help further the board in its strategic conversations towards the larger vision of the organization by making sure essentially the board is staying in its lane and asking the important questions that will help it protect the organization as a whole. 
Lena, though, can sometimes get a bad rap for maybe asking too many questions or questions that some people don't think are important when really those are the questions that should be asked. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say Lena doesn't ask too many questions. She knows the right amount. Oh, okay. Liza is the one who asks too many. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got the mixed up. I got the mixed up. I'm just adding new personas for every scenario we come up with. Uh, But no, I think like a well-placed question or a well-placed statement that causes a redirection of a conversation is so freaking valuable in a board setting. Oh, yeah. So Lena is someone who can really keep um, meetings on task, mm-hmm. right? Yep. She makes sure that agenda um, provides discussion on the important topics and quick approvals of the simple things. I mean, the number of board meetings where we spend 15 minutes approving minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, why? Why? If you had concerns, why? email the secretary in advance Get your name fucking corrected. Let's not waste board time on that. When we have important work we actually need to do. I feel like I've seen with Lena this, it's like an intrinsic characteristic of her. Like it's not that she's been necessarily on 20 different boards Mm -hmm. and has a ton of experience. Yeah. I also feel like Lena could be the one who also supports Maria in that ally role um, in asking the questions that shifts traditional thinking. So Lena's mm-hmm. not concerned mm-hmm. necessarily about what the bylaws say about this one thing. Instead, she's asking, is this the right thing to do? And we'll figure out the bylaws later. I like that. I've seen that in action. Mm-hmm. Is Lena, what does her role end up being mostly? Ideally, she becomes the board chair. Right. And then she's got Maria as her vice chair because together they're ensuring the right questions are being asked, the right voices are at the table. You've got Frank and Robert, and it wasn't intentionally that I, like, did two men with lesser roles, but that wouldn't be bad either. (laughs) Frank and Robert have great – roles just to maintain morale to support staff on boards but they aren't necessarily the leaders right whereas lena and maria can be the ones that can really set the direction um and ensure that ensure that like the old practices don't continue like we're we are going to give space to these conversations hard stop and they're going to make sure that that happens they're going to ensure that the new um Folks who are onboarded really get trained and get the info they need so that they can be effective board members. Is Lena going to hold board members accountable? Lena is definitely going to hold them accountable. Ah, ha, ha, ha. That's the key right there. Mm-hmm. You know, hi, Brad. I noticed you haven't been to the last three board meetings. Can we have a conversation about that, please? Can we talk about your commitment or lack thereof? And can we talk about your bank no longer having a spot on our board? Mm. Yep. (laughs) Thank you so much for your $1,000 sponsorship. And (laughs) we're going to move you along. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's just so many, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we picked four for simplicity, and these are kind of like the big ones. But um, if you have other ones out there, I would love, 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 love to hear about them. Because I, you know, I was getting Lena mixed up with Liza, and Liza... <laughs> Because this is one we haven't really talked about because she kind of, she's got a foot in both worlds of being effective and not effective, Mm -hmm. of asking a million questions. And sometimes those questions need to be asked. Mm -hmm. It's like, why is nobody questioning this? Like, people are just blindly accepting the financials and blindly accepting, like, all of these updates and not being like, yo, wait a minute. Um, But... Also, the questioning, the constant questioning, because it's done so frequently and sometimes in kind of a distrustful tone, yep. can create distrust between um, the staff or really like the leader, like CEO and ED, mm-hmm. and Liza. Yeah. Well, I know we talked about that a little bit last time, too, of like the, the intention of a board member's question versus the impact. So much of these four personas, Robert, Maria, Frank, and Lena, is that they develop that trusting relationship that allows them to actually ask questions right. that are better received. You know, yeah. the Karens and the Chads, we, we already assume that they are, they are trying to find fault. And so they could ask the exact same question as Lena, and Lena is going to get a much, a much more welcome response, quite frankly, um, and probably a more robust response because there, there's this partnership aspect where we are, we are all working towards the same goal. Where with Karen and Chad, that's sometimes in question. Yeah, and I know I keep wanting to birth this new persona, Liza, and talk about her more, but I just have her in my head because um, she tends to be a lawyer. Oh, I'm just going to say No, it. I don't think so at all. The Lizas I know are lawyers. I guess I can think of a couple. Okay, okay. <clears throat> where, come on. I'm look. I'm giving you messages. With I my know who you're right thinking now. of. Yes, yes, that is <laughs> I'm definitely giving Eliza. Giving you messages with my <laughs> eyeballs. Um, and she, and that's what I think is so hard. Why it's like straddling the line of these two groups of personas we put together. Of I, I really do think that she feels like she has the best interest of the organization yep. in mind. But the approach is done in a way that is very condescending. Yeah, absolutely. Um, total side note again, because uh, I'm the one who can't stay on track this week. There's this Twitter account I follow. Um, and I think it. I, I'll, I'll find it and I'll add it to the show, no- show notes. But something like Liza Minnelli has outlived something. And every time there's a major event, they'll post like Liza Minnelli – outlived Trump's presidency. Liza Minnelli outlived, and it could be an actual person who passed away. But it is so fucking funny. (laughs) Is she really old? Liza Minnelli? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's... I mean, I know she's a senior, but is she, like, over 100? No, no, no. no. But, like, um, her co-star from Arrested Development died recently. Oh, See, I always see that now we really are getting off track. I see that always with um, Keith Richards. Oh, yeah. Liza Minnelli is 75, by the way. Oh, spring chicken. (laughs) Yeah, I see that with Keith Richards, you know, like Keith Richards has managed to outlive 
XYZ. Yeah. Uh, so I did find the account. It's Liza Minnelli outlives. So here's an example. Liza Minnelli has outlived the blockage in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Liza Minnelli has outlived Sharon Osbourne's chime on the talk. Liza Minnelli has outlived Chrissy Teigen's Twitter account. <laughs> oh, how funny. What do you think she thinks of it? Oh, that's a good question. I, I adore Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I know. She's so great. I would have her on a board. Oh, there you go. But I don't think she would be our Liza persona. Let's hope not. I think she would bring great snacks. Um, she would have fun ideas for the events and um, shower the staff with gifts. Whoa, I want her on my board. I, I have nothing to back that up. Nope, you don't. You don't know her at all, personally. <laughs> Just seen her in some movies and TV shows, and therefore. Those are all assumptions, but I feel like they're pretty accurate. Thank you. Wh- who do you want on your board? I would love to know that, um, listeners out there. If you could choose someone to be on your board, who would it be? Brittany, who let do us you, know. Who do you think you are on the board? So I was, I know, I was, um, oh my gosh, Robert. Robert, steady and true. That's, wait, no, who's the staff ally? Maria. Maria. I was Maria. I was Maria, and um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was just so helpful to have somebody on the board who could actually hold the perspective of the staff Mm -hmm. through everything that we're talking about and be like, uh, hello, (laughs) hello. Uh, I think as a staff member, they actually might like a bonus, you know, just saying. And, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was always doing the check-ins with the staff. Mm -hmm. Or, hello, uh, I don't think it's appropriate for board members to make staff members cry. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's maybe put a stop to that. And then the problem with Maria is that then you can get recruited to be the staff. How how did you not break into song right there? How do you solve Which... a problem like Maria? Sound of music. No. Oh, my God. No. Mm-mm. Brittany. Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. I know you are. I know we have one listener who's a huge Sound of Music fan and is going to love that moment. And so for her, I'm leaving it in. I hope she enjoys it. Great. I can't tell you one song sung <gasps> in The Sound of Music. Yeah, oh. Julie Andrews? I think I'm more shocked than you were when I took your intro. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to say, happy late April Fool's. But I'm sorry, it's true. It was never, I mean, I've seen it. But you can email probably... us, nonprofitreframe at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm done. I can't even go on. <laughs> this is so heartbreaking. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I mean, I saw it when I was younger. I don't think my kids have ever seen it. Somebody even gave me the DVD. Mary Poppins. I've seen Mary Poppins. I, I wish the listeners could see your face right now. It, your facial expression. Such disappointment. I know. We actually do have one listener, too, my friend Laura, who adores The Sound of Music. And I believe she even gave us the DVD. Like, I'm glad you brought this up because now I got to go look for it. 
I I've definitely I don't want you being the one to introduce your daughters to this. So <laughs> next time I babysit, I will be the one to show them. You're like, no. If they are going to have an intro to this, it has to be from somebody who loves this. <laughs> All right. They're going to Aunt Nia's house. Perfect. And they're going to watch it. Great. It's a date. Yes. But back to Maria. Mm-hmm. Is that she could get, she is sometimes then recruited and to the staff. staff. And then you lose her. Womp womp. Womp womp. All right. Well, I mean, I think that's that wraps it up. I think that does. Um, if you are a board member, we would love to know if you think you are one of those four great personas. Um, or or did we miss them? Yeah. Did we miss one? Yeah. Let us know what else you think makes a great board member. Um, and if you don't really see yourself in any of them, you, you might want to think about being a better board member. That's <laughs> re- reflection time. Great. Reflection, yeah, reflection. time. I like that. <laughs> And now you really can email us, nonprofitreframe at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at nonprofitreframe. Please, no hate mail about how I am not obsessed with the sound of music. I like will Nia certainly is. welcome that hate mail. <laughs> Please send it directly to me. Attention, Nia. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you're listening to this, this means that you have a heart for nonprofits. It means you value the work that nonprofits are doing in your community and in this country. So it's time to support them with your money. If you have capacity, please give and give generously. Thanks, folks. We would like to thank our sponsors. Mission Launch is a Colorado-based nonprofit consulting firm focusing on fundraising and board governance. You can learn more at missionlaunchco.com. And Jake Walker Music, who provides our theme music. You can find him at jakewalkermusic.org. Thank you so much.